right, in three. American males, American males, American. <laughs> Trash. Welcome to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Tobear. Hello. Cookie. Let's go. And uh, I've got a bone to pick with you, Michael Maurer. <laughs> Woo. What's up? I carried your child for three miles yesterday. Three miles, that's it. My wife carried him for nine months. Not, As not your child point. refused to walk around Carolina Beach State Park, I had to carry him as he slobbered and snotted down my neck. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, you didn't have to carry him on your back like why that. Why did you put him on your shoulders? You I did. Yeah. I did. I put him on my shoulders. And he grabbed my neck and, like, pushed it that way. And I'm like, hey, let's let's adjust it, little boy. <laughs> he was trying to steer you. And, and like... <laughs> Riding him at one point, like, ah. you know, like Carolina Beach State Park, there's like low lying limbs and stuff. And Jasmine's like, Watch out, he might hit his head. I'm like, Oh, I'm going straight into those low lying limbs. It's jumping. Yeah. Well, you take that, Elliot. Whose idea was it to take him to the park? Your wife's, yours. Well, you sent an open invitation, yeah. You sent an everybody. open invitation to anybody who wanted to go to Carolina oh, Beach State Park. So I went to Carolina Beach State Park thinking I was going to have a nice, relaxing afternoon. We were going to walk, we were going to have fun. There was uh, one, two, three, four, five dogs, two children. It was stressful. Four adults. Four adults. It's a wolf pack right there. Yeah, the dogs, uh, we could not get a quarter of a mile before every single dog, except for Ralph, shat multiple times. Of course. So it took us, for the first mile, it probably took us an hour, and then like, the second, third, and fourth mile, all we, we were on like a little roll. But like I literally carried Mike's child as Mike was peeing off on par three, <laughs> having a good time on the greens, drinking a cool beverage, and enjoying the sun. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that enjoyable of a round. It played like dick. Oh, good. It was windy and cold, <laughs> and the course was a swamp. So oh, man. My, my feet got wet. So, oh, you know, mine it wasn't, did too. It wasn't, you know, super fun. You should have had him run. He likes to run. He hates he, walking. No, 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 no. He, he ran. Walking. He ran. And then at one point, we turn around, and we're like, where's Elliot? And he sat down, crisscross applesauce in the middle of the trail, and just refused to walk anymore. <laughs> like, was done and your wife's like i'm gonna take him back and somehow my dumb ass convinced i was like no 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 we we, we we've only got see, a little bit more see so it's it's aaron's yeah. fault yeah we it's only have a little bit fault. more so he gets up and walks and then he just he just goes limp and starts crying and then we're like oh we got Look, a little bit more everybody knows that if you're in a hostage situation and the attacker dead has weight. you. You go dead, dead weight. weight. <laughs> you do not follow the attacker. You go dead fucking weight. He went dead weight. And it was it He was weighs tough. 30 pounds. Hey, you're a little bitch. Is that why you're wearing a little knee sleeve on your on your like neoprene thing right there? No, it, I, it was I, the sand. It was the sand. It was the sand. It was the un, uneven terrain. Coming from the guy, coming from the guy who, who hikes five miles around Greenfield Lake every day. I do. You're really complaining a lot about having to carry what the equivalent is of a high school backpack. Well, I, I, well, backpacks are, are 
evenly distributed. <laughs> I will tell you, your your son was like pushing on on, on my head. Th- you should have threw if he's dead weight, throw him over your shoulder like a, a dead man carry. Like I Arnie, did. Like I did. Arnie teaches you. At one point, I did. There is pictures of Hor- me doing horizontal. This. You got to go horizontal with it. I did. I did do that. Like Fireman's about, care. Like you're about to do a back body drop on him. Just, I, I just, almost did. I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> I really considered doing an FU or an F5 <laughs> to Elliot. Elliot would have spun like a helicopter all through the, all the just took off flying. Like, oh, no. Sorry, little bit. Hey, Aaron. Yes. Do you think Jasmine would have done the big rig with you? Yeah, with yeah. We, we would have done the, the big rig. My God, that's the big rig. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. I'm trying to think, like, what else we got going? Hey, you, you, you owe it to my family for disrupting our Friday night with phone calls. Oh, man. I get this oh. hysterical call from Aaron. I was not hysterical. Hysterical. I was in, I was in game mode. I was, I, was in, I was in the zone. He was trying to convince me to tell him it was okay to not take his girlfriend to the emergency room because she was gushing blood in his <laughs> house. Yeah, so it was a, a mandolin. So we got a accident. mandolin for Christmas. And, you still have it? You didn't throw it away? Uh, no. You know what I did? Afterwards, I looked Jasmine in the eye and I said, Jasmine, this is not going to affect – you are not going to let this affect you for the rest of your life. You are going to get back on that horse and use that mandolin again in the near future. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Whew. So, like, I, she, she was cutting without the guard. Uh-huh. Well, because the guards are notoriously garbage. Yeah, it's not a good garb. And she was cutting uh, carrot slices. Ooh. And the carrots are always, I've cut myself numerous times because the carrots go so quick yeah. and, and nicely. And then the next thing you know, and then it was a quarter of her thumb got cut off <laughs> and we had to throw it away in the trash. <laughs> fish fillet glove. Wrap it on ice. Get, oh. You reattach this doctor. Get, no. get a fish fillet glove. Uh, I'll tell you, man. Like, so steel ones. I wrapped glove. it first and it was a great wrap. Right. And uh, we got it to stop bleeding for a little bit. And it was about a, an hour, about, probably about two hours later. I'm like, all right, let's check it out. So we unwrap <laughs> it just to make sure. And then it starts like squirting blood all over mm. the kitchen. And when it starts squirting blood all over the kitchen, I'm like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have relieved the pressure. I need to wrap it again. So I grabbed the gauze and everything. She wouldn't give me her finger. Like she was like, like not giving me the finger to wrap. So like it was a really shoddy wrap job. And at that point it starts bleeding through. She's freaking out because she's never seen herself bleed like this. And like, yeah, it's a common occurrence. <laughs> I'm like, I, he calls me. I'm like, Aaron, you have 42 minutes before Medac closes. You need to get there now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to do anything besides super glue. You need to go. Uh, so we take her, we take her to the Medac. The Medac guy does all the things that needs to do. She's better now. Uh, my mom came over today. She rewrapped it, made sure everything looked fine. There's no infection. Uh, it, it was a, it was a, a rough cut. experience. It, it was definitely a clean, was, cut. clean cut. And while I was cleaning it, I nicked my finger too. And I started bleeding <laughs> everywhere. And I'm like, oh, well. Better not complain about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my week. Also, Thursday, we are uh, within five days of my first tattoo. Uh, what are yeah. we going to uh, 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 what is the plan, Talbert? You're going to go? You're going to get your, well, your hair so, so you're getting tattooed at Queen Street Tattoo Shop. Correct. Which is connected to Queen Street Barbershop. Shout out, boys. They cut all of her hair. 
They're amazing. So Shepherd uh, cookies. cookies. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharp. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I decided, hey, I need a, a touch up anyway. I'm gonna go and get a haircut and uh, get some coffee while old Aaron here gets stenciled up and uh, straps in for oh. his first tattoo. I'm so I'm so proud. I'm so happy. So I'm gonna get faded up and watch him uh, squirm a little bit. It's gonna not be, squirm. It, yeah, it, don't it, squirm. It, don't move. Yeah, don't, move. <laughs> don't move. It's gonna be don't an interesting move. experience. I've I've been prepping in my mind. I, I've actually yeah. kind of not thought about it. So a lot. the the worst part is the actual like I told you the anxiety leading up right to the needle touching the skin. Okay. because uh, you know it's coming. Uh-huh. But once you get past that initial contact, man. You're golden. Great. But as a, a as a person that has both my legs tattooed, calves are a little tender. Not these calves. These calves are rock <laughs> yeah. solid. You do have some thick-ass calves. I got big old legs. Yeah. Thick legs. Uh, so that's my week. Uh, Cookie, how's your week been? What are you up to? Uh, did you pop any bubbles? Bubbles, no. None this week. But big news, I did get a job this week. Oh, <laughs> you're employable i'm employable (laughs) we're getting worried there for a minute i'm back in the workforce you know the nine to five grind no actually it's eight to five i apologize and i uh go ahead go ahead no no no. i I was gonna say cookie are you excited about the possible increase the minimum wage (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah 100 percent, man because i am literally i'm working at an eye care place in matthews right now and it was it was just such a like a off the whim like just kind of a random thing that happened on Wednesday. The guy called me and said, "Hey, we need you to be a tech. Can you do this?" And I said, "No, because I'm going to grad school. You want me to be there for like two years?" And I'm like, "I can't do that." And then he calls me back like two minutes later and says, "All right, we got another job that we <laughs> we can have you do. Can you come in right now?" And I said, "Fuck yeah, I'll be there in 45 minutes." And <laughs> so why did he want you this badly? What what did you exude when when you met this person? Well, <laughs> you can't see the smile or anything like that. So none of the charming stuff is in play. Right. But uh, I did hear one of the ladies say he has a really good personality and I would like to work with him. So, that means you're fat, Cookie. That's fine. <laughs> that means that's, 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 that's international for – no, just kidding, Cookie. You're not. You're losing weight. We're very proud of you. You're, you're employable. You're going to be making some money. Can you give me a little bit of your script when you call the doctor's office? What do you have to say? I say, uh, hi, this is Christian with Metrolina High. How can I <laughs> – how can I be of service to you? No, I, re- I really say, like, basically, is this doctor – does he still work there? Yes, no. Okay, uh, what are your, what's your other contact information? I'll write that down. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Bye. That's it. Whoop, whoop, this cookie whoop, motherfucker. Whoop. <laughs> you shout out the podcast every time? Yeah. yeah. Dude, all the steak and the doctor home. <laughs> it's going to be an exciting time. We're going to get to have a uh, cookie. Cookie, uh, you may be coming down in a couple weeks. Uh, sure. So hopefully we'll see you soon. Toll Bear, what have you done this week? I was locked in my house all week. So, yeah, that's it. I, I thought I might have, have had COVID. I took a test, but... Uh, negative wait yeah it was negative thank god waiting for the results i uh was in my house so yeah. i uh ordered groceries delivery 
And you, you do I, know that peeing in the cup does not detect COVID. <laughs> uh, and that should have been very positive. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, positive for cannabis use and not COVID? What is this? That's what's protecting me through this pandemic. Right. <laughs> you're, I'm like, you're, I'm like you're, pig pin. With <laughs> your mucous membrane. Your membranes inside your nose are just cooked from yeah. all of that Oh, THC. dude, ain't nothing getting to this. Uh, but yeah, but oh, all signs point to negative and uh, all things were good. So I ordered some delivery, groceries, <laughs> and uh, I play video games all week long. <laughs> this is becoming a thing. Hey, Mike, can you turn off this heater? It's getting kind of hot in here. I'm finally getting yeah. comfortable, man. Yeah. But I, I did, uh, after a few days of uh, self-quarantine, I did go to the beach, took a beach walk with my wife. Nice. It was wonderful after being locked down for five days. Mm-hmm. Uh, stretched our legs. Did the dog leg. love it? We did not take the dog because the dog. No, no. Was... Did the dog love you being locked inside? Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, this Katie's little shadow. But um, yeah, it, it was a lackluster week. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I man. watched uh, I I watched a lot of YouTube. Watched a lot of wrestling. Watched a lot okay. of classic Good. stuff. Um, and played Assassin's Creed all week. I'm, I'm very. I'm still very deep into that. Good to hear. Mike, uh, I think we've already gone over your stuff. I had a bone to pick with you. What what other stuff have you done this week? Uh, you know, standard work shit, but I got my second dose of the vaccine. So I encourage everybody when they're able to get it, go ahead and get it. So now the only person I'm really worried about is Tolbert. What? When he comes into my household. <laughs> and no, actually, well, it's current no, research. They're not you should have been worried months ago. <laughs> they're not sure if, if you get the vaccine, you're going to be 95% effective of like not getting it but they're not sure if you could still be a carrier or not so. get the fuck out of my house <laughs> get the fuck, get out. The fuck out no i you know uh, everybody's always worried about like the the symptoms and side effects or whatever i had nothing after the first dose second dose it felt like a tiny little hangover the next day for like 12 hours was it and i mean that's something that you're very used to is yeah i'm not used to going to work like that but yeah yeah I, that's what i was worried about i thought i was gonna have to like pull myself up on my big boy pants and like go to work like feeling like shit but no i felt all right good to hear mike glad, i'm glad to hear that you are taking positive steps negative steps negative <laughs> steps lots of negative steps here yeah. on the podcast this week All right, for this month, we are doing all big boys all the time. Uh, Mike, you have got two very large lads. It is Hoss Month here on $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Mike, you have got one Chief Wahoo McDaniel and Magnum TA. Correct. For the NWA U.S. Heavyweight Championship, March 23rd, 1985, Charlotte Coliseum. This is a cage match. Cage match. This ain't no pussy WWE cage match. No. You ain't trying to escape from this. You're not running. No. You're going for the pin. So, uh, you know, we all, <laughs> right. we all know my disdain for the WWE cage match. That's right. Um, Except for that Bret Hart, Owen Hart one. You did like that one a lot. I still don't like the idea and the premise right. of I escaping get it. I get a cage. It. Right. It's like you're running from a fight. Like, let's go. Um, so... This is Magnum TA. Magnum, what's, it, what's his real name? Terry Allen. Terry Allen. Going by Magnum TA because he looks like Magnum PI. And Chief Wahoo, he, dude, he, he's older, right? How, how old do you think he was in this? Uh, he, early 50s, late 40s, maybe. He, he was a little older because he had a full career in the NFL before this. This is what I love about 
Wahoo is he's like a menacing heel type, right? So he's a bit, he reminds me of, um, I just forgot his fucking name. The guy, the guy <laughs> on AEW that. Lance Archer? No, no, like right. the older guy who talks real well. Eddie Kingston. Oh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, because he doesn't look good in a, in a wrestling gear. No, not, not at, all. at all. Um, and so we get this Haas match, and TA is obviously the babyface. Wahoo's, you know, thing, and it's a classic '80s wrestling. So I'm digging it, right? So it's it's punches and kicks, and not even really a lot of kicks. Wahoo is just the the penultimate heel. He is great in this, and and you the you little were saying stuff. the little stuff that he was. This is a big deal because Wahoo was not always a heel. People, in, especially in the Carolinas, absolutely loved this man. Really? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, he is a heel, and he's doing heel work perfectly. Uh, he's slowing it down. We're getting a lot of Randy Orton headlocks. Um, he's turning TA away from the ref, gouging eyes, pulling hair, kind of cheeky stuff like that. At one point, he's like kind of like circling TA around, gets the ref to show – Wahoo is back, and then he just back punts T.A. right in the balls. Right in the plums. Crowd's going ape shit because they want Magnum T.A. to win. Um, Wahoo's chops are like nothing else. Incredible. They're loud, but they're not slappy loud. They're like thuddy loud. Yeah. And uh, so you know this guy's just like putting in work. Um, T.A., when we talked, like had he not gotten in that car accident, um, I think he would have been phenomenal. I mean, if you hear just the reaction from some of the fans, uh, I mean, like, the women absolutely loved this guy. Yeah, and um, so, you know, it's other than me saying it's a classic 80s match, like, that's pretty much it, right? So it's just like ground and pound. It's 11 minutes. It's what I like is it's kind of hyper-realistic. Like, if you got two guys, two athletes, professional athletes, I mean, UFC guys gas out after five minutes, like a five-minute round. So, you know, if you're – beating the shit out of each other for 11 minutes, that should be the match. Like we should, you shouldn't always need a 35 minute like marathon. Um, well, there, there was a couple big moves, but there wasn't anything off the top rope, which I liked actually. Um, at one point, Wahoo's going up to the middle rope. I don't know why. He, he was trying to escape the cage. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So TA got a little bit of offense in, and Wahoo was like, you know, I, I'm too old for this. And so he's climbing up. <laughs> And T.A. gets him and uh, hits a – was it a suplex? Just a belly-to-back suplex. No, it was just a regular suplex. Yeah. And then um, the, one, the other thing I liked about Wahoo throughout this, again, being a heel, he's just like constantly going for pins, and he's just trying to wear T.A. down, right? Because, again, Wahoo's a big guy. If you're trying to kick out from that, throw your shoulder or whatever, um, you, you're going to wear down. Uh, Wahoo went for two small packages, something I like to see. Every, like everybody hates big man doing a small package. Well, yeah, well, everybody hates like the like the fuck finishes like WWE always does, but I feel like a small package is a really interesting way to kind of carry through things. Um, so he, the, the first one, you don't think he's actually going to get. The right. second one, I was like, oh, okay. Um, Wahoo's also really good about his ring presence and awareness. Um, so he's like playing into it. He's trying to get these two counts, but a couple times he doesn't hook the leg and so like the commentators are able to kind of like play into that um and so like he i don't know i I like to see somebody kick out when their leg's not hooked like if their leg's hooked it doesn't and the guys are you know putting feet on ropes it's just like really simple psychology very very good kayfabe kind of match um and you know why i really like this match because it ends with a belly-to-back suplex that's right 
Magnum TA. It's Wahoo with a belly-to-back suplex. It's a big move compared to everything else they've done. You don't ex- – I mean, I guess that's his finish. And for a move like that to be a finish, I really like. It's similar to, like, Hangman's, you know, Buckshot Lariat. Um, or, you know, the, the Big Rig. Something like that should end a match. A Canadian destroyer should end a match. Right. Like that kind of shit. So I, I like that it's, again, it's kind of that hyper-realistic kind of thing. Um, and a couple other spots. TA, I like it because, again, realistic. He gets Irish whipped into the ropes. And, you know, one time he, he holds onto the rope and just kicks Wahoo in the face. Another time he gets Irish whipped in the rope. And rather than doing the running back and forth and all that other bullshit, he just comes off the ropes and just hits him with a fucking elbow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, great match. Two heavyweights going after it. Cage match like it should be. Three count in the center of the ring. Wahoo goes down clean. And that's the one thing I was kind of reading about is, you know, Wahoo is the, again, the ultimate backstage guy too. So yeah. It every, sounded like. Everybody absolutely loved this guy. If you hear Ric Flair stories, like talking about Wahoo McDaniel, it's amazing. Yeah, like we, how, so how much before, he respected him. Yeah. Before we started recording, like we were talking about how, all the old timers around here, they're like, oh, wrestling. Uh, Chief Wahoo is the first yeah. name they ring up, man. And, yeah. And people are passionate. Not Roughhouse uh, Fargo or Jackie Fargo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, my dad brings up Wahoo. Just yeah. Well, I, 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 told, I told you guys, I had that patient the one time. He was like talking about wrestling. I said, oh, yeah. Like, what, like some of that old stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, man. Wahoo. He was my guy. <laughs> You're like, wow. Yeah. It, it's incredible how much respect that this guy had for. And not looking like a million dollars, this guy in like, he's an he's not a pretty dude. He's no. kind of ugly, <laughs> but he was a bad ass dude. Yeah, I, I was telling you like a story I heard earlier about uh, uh, a, a guy that's you know, older than us, you know, from the that generation that said he saw Wahoo wrestle Flair in Lumberton. Incredible. Flair lost. They slit Flair's fucking tires. Yeah, <laughs> in the park. Yeah, it was real to them. Damn it. <laughs> You can't. You cannot beat That's love, man. A Native American clean <laughs> in a Native American like region, you know. Well, and, and so again, you know, Wahoo went down clean. This was TA's first championship, and this was supposed to like. I mean, the crowd's in love with it. You know, this is him loading up the rocket ship. He, yeah. was, he was. I think TA would have one more championship before the car, the motorcycle accident. Right. Um, and so it's kind of like, yeah, sad that it, you didn't get to see it, but like, this was clearly the, like the ground level, um, start to that. Tell me about the crowd. Could you, you could hear them and you could like it, the way that Tony and David Crockett, like called it too. Like you could audibly oh. feel the emotion. Oh, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it's just like an eighties NWA mid South, any of those kind of places, the crowd is 100% bought in. Probably because I think I mean kayfabe was still real at the time, right? I mean, even in the '80s down south, like they're just so involved in it. I, I've always like thought back, like if I could go to any place in any time, I would have loved to have been in the Triad region of North Carolina, from Greensboro to Charlotte. Hell yeah, brother! In the '80s, dude, <laughs> like it would have been my uncle got to live in that that area and he got to go see like a couple great american bashes and, and stuff like that like but i would have just absolutely loved yeah. i would have been that kid that went to every single taping and every single thing and i i would have been knocking doors down to try to get on the production well, that's the thing it's like you know wwe has been doing this like pg and they're kind of out of it now but they're they cater more towards the children i mean but you go to the 80s you got 
badasses being badasses, good guys being good guys. You got crowd, uh, crowds full of kids and old women, grandmas, all this sort of stuff, and everybody was in on it. Like everybody loved it. It's awesome. I've, I've told it a, a bunch of times, but my dad still tells the story to the day, like going to see. Uh, gorgeous George with his grandma and his grandma like cussing for the first time in front of him because gorgeous George was his man, her, her man. And like people loved professional wrestling. Uh, Mike, give me your social media. Social media. Hey, we actually did some stuff this week. boys. We did. Uh, mostly because Travis bitched. Yeah, we got shamed, <laughs> shamed by Travis. We got bitched at by. We got an email from the art department. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all this goddamn work. So we, I did go, go ahead and and tweet out some different things that Travis had made, mostly calling us on our shit. We got some, got a couple of likes, got a couple, a little bit. This. This just proves to me that Twitter has changed the algorithm since we started this. I, I was complaining about it a while ago. More is a joke, but it's definitely true. Um, even if you hashtag the right things, like you could still only get like, what did this? We got 211 impressions and 18 engagements on this amazing artwork from Hard to Kill last night, which is the Impact Wrestling right, pay-per-view. Right. Um, also, nobody watched Hard to kill, right? Hard to kill was it, they were trending top five. Got their heart ripped out. Yes, <laughs> yeah, 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 what the fuck? They, were, they were trending top five on Twitter when I posted that. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I, I show up to work, right? I show up to work this morning. Uh, our good friend Seth is cleaning the beer lines, and uh, he goes, "What the fuck happened to wrestling last night? Someone got their heart ripped out." Yes. <laughs> I just started laughing. It was uh, it, did yeah. you get to watch that? Uh, I did not. It no. was the Karate Man <laughs> against. Uh, his alter ego sort of thing. And like, it was a cinematic match. And at the end, like, like some, somebody like, got their heart. Ripped some Indiana Jones shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I uh, yeah, I did not know that. Um, Cookie went ahead and, and shared his top three childhood movies with us. Home on three, Max Keebler's big movie, ready to rumble. Can we stop? Pause, double pause, triple pause. Cookie, can you give me, uh, Jasmine said, well, you can't like make fun of them because those were his favorites. Like, that he, he doesn't have to have, like, an explanation why those were his favorites. Nope. But Cookie, <laughs> nope. your favorites are dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> why were those your favorites? They were my favorites because they just happened to be those movies that I just watched on repeat. I mean, if you see Sting, like, if you're, if you're seeing Sting on Ready to Rumble and you've never seen him before, you're like, Oh my God, that's fucking like I want to. I, I want to be like DDP Sting and Jimmy King on and Ray to Rumble. That movie was phenomenal no, to you me. Just, you just really thought you had a chance of hooking up with a Nitro girl. Yeah, <laughs> Nitro yeah. girls were hot. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Hey, when, when they saw his swanton, they were just gonna swoon all over him. Goddamn I think that right. boy got a concussion. Uh, Cookie, now, now I we understand that that what is his name? Alex, not Alex Wentz. What, what's the guy's name? Isn't it Alex? Isn't it Alex Wentz? Alex? I thought that was a quarterback. Isn't that a quarterback? Alex Carson Wentz. Is Carson Wentz is the Carson quarterback. Wentz. So, what was your obsession with this kid? It wasn't an obsession. He just happened to be in two of my favorite movies, and he was funny. I thought, I mean, Mag okay, listen, I was six in 2000. It's not my fault that you were 17 in 2000. <laughs> true. All right, true, true. Aaron, you know what were your I mean? three, three top childhood movies from Year when you were 10 years, 10 years old or younger? Uh, Hook would have been one of them. I really liked the movie Hook. Yes, Dustin Hoffman. 
Uh, uh, interesting pick, but this has always been one of my favorites. My brother worked at a video store, so he would rent me movies that were a little bit out of my age range. Raising Arizona has been always one of my favorite films of all time. I can remember like quoting it as a child and you getting have in trouble. Hanging in your living I have room. Raising Arizona artwork hanging in my living room hook. Raising Arizona. And the third one would probably be Labyrinth with David Bowie, the, the Jim Henson movie. Yeah. Okay. Tolbert, did you think of this during the week? Uh, mine probably the Ewok movie. Which one? They were the they were, first one. The first one. Is that the one with the large hairy man in the cages? Uh, I don't know. Is that the I, Witches of Indoor or is? <laughs> I think it's Witches of Indoor. First, God, I feel like such a loser. Oh first, my God! The first Ewok movie. They were so good. <laughs> I fucking loved that movie. Oh God. <laughs> And, Jasmine, uh, don't listen any further. Pause <laughs> it. Fucking nerd. And, I don't know. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's a good one. And third was probably shit. What did I watch a lot? And I don't know, man. Uh, Hocus Pocus, maybe. Hocus Pocus. Oh, I, was, oh, I did like Hocus Pocus. That was solid. That was solid. I liked Hocus Pocus. You would watch it not during Halloween. Yeah. Time. Okay, that's fine. Mike, uh, what are your top three favorite kids so, movies? Aaron, we share one. And that was Hook. Hook, so, it's a great so movie. Roofie, yeah. Yes, I. Yeah, so Bang I, I uh, well, because so when Cookie sent that, I had to think like, all right, what movies did I just run the VHS raw on? It's a phenomenal movie. One, you guys, you might make fun of me for this one, Aladdin, but the second one, Return of Jafar. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> the second one. That's a weird one. The first one, I really Robin so, Williams me, wasn't even let, in the second let me, one. Let me tell you why. He was in the third one. I really liked the first one, and my friend had that one. So we would watch it at his house, but I, my mother made me buy Return of Jafar with my own money when I was like eight years old. So then I was like, I was devout to that movie. I'm not spending money on this garbage. (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much. And then, uh, you know what? Other one, Major Pain. Major Pain's a good one. Dude, Major Pain was my favorite. I want to watch that. The Tolberts watched that as a family. Yeah, my mom and I watched that. Dad's absolute favorites. Such a good movie. It was one of the ones that always came on network television, and your dad beckoned you from the uh, the depths of the house. Major paints on. (laughs) We'd all gather and make popcorn. I will tell you, it's still to this day thinking about. Major Payne shooting the closet oh, and then saying, if he's oh, still yeah. in there, he ain't happy. is <laughs> <laughs> one of the funniest things I, I remember from any movie as a child. I fucking love that movie. And also, I, I think, like, you know, for the fart joke of him eating the, the, the cupcake <laughs> full of laxative and then just having a big old fart yeah. for it and then the kids. But anyway, so we've digressed. We did tweet out about cookies. I was hoping somebody would respond with theirs. Nobody did. It's cool. What the fuck, Byron? This is your your wheelhouse. <laughs> You're supposed to be responding to all this shit. Um, Tolbert Not even a- Travis responded? No, I think Travis liked it, but I don't think he actually said his. I'm so. just going to give it Wait. a heart. <laughs> Aaron. Yes. I have one more entry, so late entry. Okay. You probably have seen this. Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, any any Ernest movies. Any Ernest. Love that movie. What? There was one summer. There was one summer where. <laughs> the summer. 
Chamber of Ernest. They, 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 TNT aired an Ernest movie every day at one o'clock. I would. It was USA. USA. Yes. I would leave. I was that person. I would leave my too. friends. I'd be like, hey guys, Ernest is on. I would make a fucking bag of Boy Scout popcorn and I would sit down. Trails in popcorn. And watch a fucking Ernest movie every day of the week. Oh, Fuck you, <laughs> hey Vern! Hey Vern! What do you think? Hey, er, er. I, I will tell you. After Slam Dunk Ernest, it all went downhill. After that, Ernest rides again. Not that good. And uh, Ernest goes to Africa. A little bit uncomfortable. You know what though? I actually I I would not watch Ernest scared. Was it Ernest scared straight? Yeah, it's scared I, stupid. Scared stupid. Straight was like <laughs> when he'd go to prison and yeah. yell at the children. <laughs> Ernest scared Steve. That actually scared me a little bit. I, I didn't really enjoy I, that. I will say, there's that scene when he, uh, the girl looks under the bed to find the troll. Oh, God. The dude. troll is not Maybe there. Nightmares, dude. And he looks up, and the troll's in the bed with him and does the head. <laughs> yeah. Still scares the shit out of him. Fucking nightmares. I, I, I think Ernest. Um, Ernest goes to camp, I think, is I have the Blu ray of that somewhere here in this house. Because, you know, you, you only need to watch Jim Varney uh, in, in high definition. 4K, baby. 4K. <laughs> 4K. Uh, so we're Instagram, a bunch of original content, uh, cookies, PlayStation, wrestling games. That made me laugh out loud. Cookie, uh, some of those were not very good. <laughs> no, some of them were horrible. Backyard wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> they literally had Violet J on the, or Shaggy on the fucking cover. Yeah, it was not good. Over to Instagram, his Secret Santa gift. Those were good gifts. Those Very good gifts. Go ahead and tell us about it. So, uh, yeah, we, we did Secret Santa at work, and we always do our a holiday party later in like first or second week of January. So it's always a little delayed. And um, my uh, one of my bosses, my boss, Micah, was my Secret Santa. And uh, she, she gifted it a little late, but it was awesome. So I got a stone cold prayer candle and an old school. I know who makes those candles, <laughs> yeah, by the way. Amazing. Yeah. And an old school rowdy uh, action figure, which is on my, sh- uh, on, on my shelf right now, looking over all the trinkets in my living room. I think I literally had that. Us. I think I had that figure as a child. Yeah, I definitely played with it as a kid yeah. as well. Um, Tobert, you are. At, at 151, I think. We lost a follower. Did we? Week. Another yeah. sex spot. We, we just yeah. always got to say sex spot. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a sex spot. I think we're hanging at 305. 305. <laughs> hey, man. We're, uh, we're getting likes. We're getting interactions. Man, we're. And you know what? This is for us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, this is just. This is what this. What this podcast is. Is just, you know. You don't it, like it. It's our diary. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, are you angry at all? Um, this is the most relaxed I've seen of it. Yeah, I've been chilling for Mike's months. Mike's like yeah. taking a nap in between. A lot yeah. of golf. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> golf, dude. Hey, man, psychologically, that's what's up, man. Golf will really relax you. No matter how angry you get on the course, it's all about the next shot. You can't live in the past. You got to think forward. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> I will be drinking or I will be breaking my no drink January on the 20th. I uh, just want to point that out. What is that? Inauguration day. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, more, like, more like Donald Trump can go fuck off day. Um, Will you also be breaking it for the 20 or the 30? No, I'm done. I'm done after the 20th. You I will not be drinking for Royal Rumble. No, I said I'm done after the 20th. Like, I'm done with this sober thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Tolbert, I, I told Tolbert I would do it with him. Tolbert hasn't even done it at all. all right, He's sitting here drinking so, a beer in front of me. So, yeah. So I decided I, I don't get the point. I, I definitely reduced my alcohol intake. I've been trying to wash my calories. Ain't no point being sober. Waistline. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I know a lot of people that do this. They don't drink all month. The night that shit ends, 
They get fucking hammered. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I see it. That's, year what, that's why I'm year. breaking it midweek. That's why I'm breaking it year. So I, I don't get the logic. I will not take part. Well, you, it, it reminded me of that, that very good quote from the movie Airplane. Uh, the, the times going on right now have been a little crazy to yeah. do a dry January. And much like Airplane, I picked the wrong month to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> so, so I said I would do it after our staff party, which was the fourth. I went the fifth without drinking on right. the sixth. I just cracked a fucking beer. Yeah. <laughs> World's like, falling apart. Fuck this. Mike, uh, so you don't have any... No any hits, naps? no shits. I think Cookie's taking a nap because we haven't called on him in the last 10 minutes. What's up? Yeah, thank He's you. He's playing Cookie. some attitude. Yeah. He's playing some Smackdown. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to pick uh, Cookie, Beaver you, Cleavage. Cookie, do you still have the platforms to play those old games? Oh, yeah. I'm looking at my PlayStation right now. Oh, you like so- the summer, bitch. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I got it, baby. This was my fucking game back in the day. Cookie, you moved in with your girlfriend and she let your childish ass bring <laughs> a PlayStation. A PlayStation, not a four, which is a, a PlayStation. A PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, it's it's old school. Can, can I get Diane on the line? <laughs> No, because she's out of town right now. Oh, I got to place him myself. <laughs> All right. Well, th- thank you, Big Mike. Uh, let's move on to the strong style. All right, for the strong style, Cookie, you have got one Harlem Heat against American Males. And uh, American male. This all started, I think, because of Travis. So I think I have to thank Travis. For Our it. only listener. He uh, he posted what was it the the actual song that was on Spotify of American males. He, he made a meme about the past the ox chord, uh, and it's us, and we would pick American males theme song. Yes. Aaron, was this your, one of your favorite groups? Back no, in I, I, in fact, I always had disdain for uh, Marcus Alexand- Alexander Bagwell. And I did, I think I did kind of like it when he, he teamed up with two Cold Scorpio, though, for a little bit. Uh, oh, okay. So I think that would be a lot better than, uh, I don't even know who his partner, I think his partner's name is Riggs. Scotty yeah, Riggs? Yeah, yeah, Scotty Riggs. Yeah, trash. Trash, like Mike would say. <laughs> Bagwell and Riggs, you know what it is. We want our straps back tonight, sucker. That's, a, <laughs> that's the first thing that Booker T said. Dude, Harlem Heat, the music, talking into the camera. You got Sister Sherry, who's just sensational Sherry with all black on. I don't know. Uh, the gimmick as a whole, though, is just epic. From now on, when I see Harlem Heat, though, I'm thinking of Thundercat. Baby girl, how do I look in my do-rag? <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad, Cookie, that, that you have you have hopped upon the Thundercat cat train. I love it, man. I, I love the beats. I love the – he just doesn't take himself seriously, and I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, his music's phenomenal, and I mean, he's a great musician. It's like, it's like G-Funk. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, that – I think uh, if, if we ever get back together for, for rugby at some point, that, that'll be my, my, what, my get pumped mix. Oh, they, oh, Thundercat. Yeah, we can listen to it on the way up to, to Clayton. I got an extra do-rag for you. In between uh, Juicy J and other various 3-6 Mafia uh, songs. 
Of course. Of course. Now, um, the set for WCW Saturday night, fucking loved it. I mean, how badass would it be coming out of that, like, that door, that steel door? I, I can tell you vividly my memories every Saturday night at 6.05 when, when that would come on. Yeah. I loved the set opening up, the, the fog coming out from behind yes, the door. Dude. It was just such an experience. Dad's frying some fish and some shrimp because mom's getting home from work at 7. Yeah. I loved it. Dude. It's, and, but then you have these fucking bastards, the American males come out. <laughs> Why Where are they you bastards? I, because you got Marcus and or Buff Bagwell, whatever you want to call them. He probably got the idea from the Backstreet Boys. I mean, he's got the frost tips on the hair. Yeah. He's wearing dingle dangle earrings. They, you know, cut off shorts with unis underneath. Hey, to be fair, they got jorts on at least. I mean, that, that was the only redeeming quality of this tag. Yeah, I, I didn't understand why he had jorts and a singlet. Yeah, I don't get that. That didn't make any sense to me. It was like a real, it was a more redneck Shawn Michaels. Do you think they were redneck? The frosted tips aren't redneck, are they? Uh, uh, I knew some some rednecks, some Southerners that thought they were hot shit back in the 90s <laughs> that had frosted tips. Well, listen, I know a really good Southerner. His name is Dusty Rhodes, and he had one of the best hot takes before this match started. He said, I don't know what they got on this week. They changed their garb. They got on some type of shorts. Shorts. Yeah, he said shorts. <laughs> and he t- <laughs> Tony tries to explain what cutoffs are, and it takes a minute. And I loved it. Oh, shots. They got some shots on. I don't know what they're doing right now. (laughs) Oh, but anyway, let's get to this countdown. Cookies, top four, number one. I I just don't get what makes them American males. Uh, They're both American and they're male. But is it it the jorts? I mean, is it the frosted hair? Is it the chokers that they're wearing? So since I wasn't alive at this time, I'll ask my panel of older folk. So, guys, was this what the American male looked like in the early 90s? Uh, some of them. It's a good question. Yes, some of them, yes. Mm. They were listening well, to Right Said Fred and, and drinking a Zima. Zima, that's what that shit's called. Disgusting. The sponsor of NJPW. Really? really? Those things still Yeah, Zima is, is, is a major sponsor for New Japan Pro Wrestling right now, currently. Currently? Yeah, they brought currently. it back. They brought yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah, it's back. It's back in pog form. Yeah, but don't they hate uh, Zima's disgusting, right? It uh, it, it's it was like a truly before its time. I remember yeah. having one way back in the day, and I, I was refreshed. I have had one <laughs> within the last five years, and it is basically a more syrupy Seven Up with a oh. tiny bit of alcohol in it. It's not good. Okay. And it's okay. it's it's very sweet. Um, yeah, much like the American males. Very yeah, sweet. too sweet. Yeah. Well, can we admit that Harlem Heat looked better with the gold? I mean, come on now. Yeah, where did the gold at? Yeah, of course. They look great. I don't know who booked them to lose to the American males, but I hope they get fucking fired because Harlem Heat looks better. I mean, they are two jacked up, big, meaty men who love bumping meat up in the ring. That's right. You know, They're both like six foot five. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and jacked. Steroids. This brought this cat podcast. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by steroids. Maybe not. Not no, not. no, 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 no. If you look at the rest of us, no, no, oh, okay, none of us. Number two. 
Uh, Shivani, with his wisdom on the mic, he says, these are two teams that are evenly matched, yes, but who are vastly different from each other. You're damn right. You have two studs in Harlem Heat going up against two guys playing metrosexuals, or at least I think they're acting. I'm not sure if they are. I'm just going to really go in on what they look like because they look fucking horrible. I mean, the mullet, the frosted hair, the chokers, I don't know what their gimmick is, and I don't like it. I I am sensing that we are not going to be getting another five cookie match this week. No, fuck no. Mike, did you like the American males? Do you like that gimmick? Absolutely not. I, I said in the group chat, I said, Harlem Heat equals like an amazing name, an amazing tag team, American males. And I sent the poop emoji. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank was, you, Mike. That was pretty good. <laughs> poop emoji. Well, let's go to the next equal. one. <laughs> yeah, I love the equal. <laughs> Number three. I can see why, I guess, maybe girls like the American males. You know, I, you know they, I guess they looked good at the time. Uh, and the guys, I guess, like the the tandem drop kicks, you know, the jorts, the jumping off the top rope. But their moves weren't that great. I mean, it was a lot of holds, you know, a lot of resting holds, a lot of uh, drop down like axe handle smashes on the back of someone's neck or something like that. It wasn't very n- – nothing fancy. Like, nothing really stood out to me. Um, yeah, so I think American Males as a trash I, – I, I'm sorry, American Males – I'm jumping ahead of myself. American Males as a whole are trash. There we go. What's a drop kick to Booker T scissor kick or Stevie Ray's sidekick? Point blank. Point blank. Not Nothing. good. It's not good. It's not good at all. Um, we're going to go to my honorable mentions next before I get to number four. Uh, we got – we get no one – not one, but two botches early on in this match from Buff Bagwell. He tries to leapfrog Booker T and gets stonewalled. And then he tries it again. Buff hits a leapfrog. He gets that. But then he hesitates on the spine buster, and they just look at each other for like half a second, just like, what do I do? I don't know. I like, he, they just get stuck. So this is automatically one less cookie. One, yeah, one less cookie off this entire match because of th- two or three botches that I saw. Okay. What do you think? What do you no, think? no, I totally agree. I, 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 it was not the best match. It was, I thought it was a little fun. I yeah. will say – but I'm getting a text right now, and uh, Buff Bagwell's mom is still up on that crane. Can somebody she's, get her down? She's still up there. Can somebody get that lady down? Doesn't, doesn't make any sense. You know what else doesn't make any sense, Aaron? Um, before this match started, there was a black kid in the audience that was wearing a Hulk Hogan t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know, Cookie. This, this hadn't happened yet. That audio tape had not been released at this point. judge history with, uh, you know – glasses of today i know but you know it, it just made me i don't know if you guys have seen these memes but of uh the spongebob character with the the world war ii stuff going on behind him i just have ptsd so if i see anyone wearing hulk hogan yeah Trump, anything i'm just like oh god like what is going on through your head what are you going through right now in your life you know i get it and you hey, should find that guy and ask him about his thoughts of hulk hogan now I think I saw that guy uh, rushing the Capitol building. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> oh. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. Stay tuned. Hey, if Hulk's knees would have worked, he'd probably be there. <laughs> uh, brother, uh, keep going. And you know he'd go over. <laughs> <laughs> wait wait a minute, Cookie. Speaking of Hulk Hogan, I sent Cookie uh, this, this uh, video this week of Junichiro Tenru power-bombing Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan – 
completely like sandbagged him and Janichiro yeah. had to like completely pick him up with all of his might and slam it down. Cookie, what were your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, like you said, you used a great word for it. He sandbagged him. I mean, he just he deadweighted him. It was like he was, you know, a strange it was stranger danger. It was like he didn't know who he whose attacker Pretend was. Did like still finish it though? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he, he still, still got him up. Badass. He so still got him up and he still knocked him down. I say yeah, you know Hook felt it then at least. A little bit. All right, finally, number four. This is the this is the the best moment of the match, okay? Because it's towards the end of the match. But Marcus bought Bagwell. He comes off of a hot tag, and he just starts taking everything down in sight. I mean, he's doing his drop kicks with his nut huggers on, <laughs> and, and and then he almost botches a fisherman suplex. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, Steve Ray is a big boy. He's probably like six seven, probably three hundred pounds. So he's probably a lot to pick up. But still, I mean, bust the stuff, right? Not yeah, tonight. No. Not that night. Anyway, he tries to hit this fisherman suplex. He gets it. Booker T breaks it up. Bagwell gets tied up in the ropes. And who comes to help but Sister Sherry takes advantage of this by raking his eyes. Booker knocks his block off with the fucking Harlem sidekick. And we get new tag team champions in Harlem Heat. And Aaron, I swear to God, if this would have gone the other way, you would have had your first negative cookie match. <laughs> I I did not want to see the American males go over. And I'm kind of curious, do you know how long their gimmick lasted much after this? Uh, it, it was not too long, maybe a year, two years at the most. That gimmick, uh, there was a strong tag team division in WCW at the time. You had the Blue Bloods and you had a bunch of other teams like that. Yeah. But – Buff didn't really become a thing until he – like, he was always, like, a lower mid-card guy because yeah. he, he did the blockbuster and stuff like that. But, like, he, yeah. I don't remember him doing much until he became Buff Bagwell. I mean, and I didn't, I didn't really see Scotty Riggs do much either. I feel like Bagwell kind of carried this match all yeah. in all. Yeah. Um, But, I don't know. Anyway, I, I just don't – this probably wasn't just a great match, you know, showing their power or whatever – I don't really care. I didn't like the gimmick anyway. Harlem Heat went over, and after they won the titles, we get a promo promo from Harlem Heat. I mean, they called out Savage and Sting. They didn't care. And I'll sum it up with a quote from Booker T. Get some, want some, but you better be big and bad enough to take some, sucker. Anybody who wants some going to get smoked from now on, sucker. Stevie Ray, Booker T., baddest guys in the game in the early 90s. I fucking love Harlem Heat. I, I, If I see more matches in the future, I will never complain about that. Okay. You know, I, 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 think, I think that this match, all in all, two and a half cookies, this is not because of Harlem Heat. It's 100% because of American males, American males, American males. <laughs> Thank you, Cookie. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Any, anytime. Maybe one day me and you and uh, Travis can do a duet or a, a, a what do you a, call that? A trio? A, a trio? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. All right, finally, uh, Tolbert. Yo. It is time for the high spot. Yes, You're going to have is. to be very careful about your adjectives. You're going to have to be very careful about some of your descriptions. 
you've got no, Macho Man, no, Randy Savage, <laughs> and George the Animal Steel. Yes, what a match you <laughs> gave me here. Whoo, 1987. I, I have to say, I, I've loved these classic matches, this classic. It is Hoss Week, but you kind of given me classic after classic. That's right. You, you've and gotten to mid-80s WWF. It's been great, man. It reminds me of what I used to see when I was still young to really know what was going on, but I was hanging out with my uncles and shit, and it was just on the TV, man. This is what I remember. It's crazy. But um, one thing I've loved about these matches is last week we had a handful of wrestling moves and a wonderful story told. This one, amazing story told with just a handful of wrestling moves. That's man, right. I love it. Man, I just wish it could still be like this sometimes. Or the crowd so invested that there's multiple lines of security across the gates, man. And you would never see George the Animal Steel rip somebody's heart out. No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Um, but he will steal your heart. That's right. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Just like he stole Mrs. Elizabeth's heart oh. in this match. So I'll lay the I'll lay the groundwork for this match, right? So George the Animal Steel is uh he is uh, he is a slow man. He's not a very bright man. <laughs> he is uh, he's an animal. He's George right. Animal Steel. That's right. And uh, all he knows how to do is beat ass. But uh, <laughs> 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 and tear apart corners. Yeah, and uh, he is uh, he's uh, he's got a fancy for Miss Elizabeth. I mean, who wouldn't? She's gorgeous, dude. It's a he, tail as old as time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even looking at this video, like this video is in 1987. The tale is all this time. Is how it goes? Yes, come on. <laughs> Why do I have to sing it? Because you did it uh, like a year that's, ago. That's You're your stick, baby. A tale as old as time. Yeah, dude. But even by state standards, dude. And the beast. Elizabeth is hot. She is dude. very, she's Jesus, very pretty, man. Yeah. She looks great. Um, so George is taking a fancy to her um, during one of Macho Man's matches. George uh, went out like Donkey Kong and, <laughs> and, and scooped up Miss Elizabeth and took off. Right? That, that, and, yeah. Okay. And this is how we start this this rivalry we have here. <laughs> yeah, and he is as hairy as Donkey Kong. <laughs> he is a he is a interesting dude. Yeah. Anyway, stills Miss Elizabeth. Macho Man's not having any part of this. He's like, hey, brother. You're still my woman. <laughs> Rules are made to be broken. So we have a, a, a face-off, I guess. They decided to book this, as you said, as a lead-up to WrestleMania three, Right. Where Macho Man is going to have to face off against George Animal Steel in a contest to see who wins Miss Elizabeth. And the uh, is it intercontinental title mm -hmm. at the time? Yep. So you get the belt and you get the girl. So there's a lot on the line here. Yeah. Beautiful Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> Macho Man is not having this shit. He is pissed and cuts classic Macho Man promo to start off this match. Um, I did question his his outfit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is a rhinestone patchwork 
of uh, it's like a macho and, and the Technicolor, technicolor uh, uh, dream cloak yeah. is what it's like. Pretty bad. But uh, he's pissed, man. Ain't no one gonna take his woman no. from him, and he's laying into Mean Gene in this promo. And after that dark side of the ring, I think this could yeah. be a shoot as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it says a lot about Miss Elizabeth acting as well. I mean, yeah. it's, it is on par, dude. It it really sucks you in. Um, even watching it years past, dude, you're like, Jesus, the acting's great. Well, the story really still draws you like, in. Nobody in either promo didn't break. Like when George comes out, like how Gene was able to just not. Oh, wait, wait, let him, let him. Oh, all right, all right. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about that because Gene actually does make an expression where he almost broke, right? So Macho does his, his typical macho thing where he goes fucking nuts. Tells Elizabeth to shut up. Don't address her. Jesus Macho. Christ. He threatens you know? to murder Gene. Yeah. Yeah. And so the crowd hates him because Elizabeth's so beautiful. We've all seen the dark side. We know the story. <laughs> She's so beautiful. <laughs> you know, and Macho's just a dick, man, the whole time. He is. He is so total it, a dick. It, it draws you in. makes you hate him. George comes out, right? And he, he's sweaty because he'd been doing his, his pre, you know, pump up thing. I'm you know? sure he was backstage but, doing some like. This is, this is where I mentioned Gene, like trying not to break because he comes out and he automatically takes his head and wipes uh. his sweaty head on mean Gene across uh, the back of his suit. And you see his face like, God damn it, George. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes in and he, he, he's looking at Elizabeth lovingly. And he speaks. And it's Elizabeth, <laughs> manager. <laughs> he he speaks in short bursts. Right, that, that's right, his character. That's right. what he does. He's he's the animal. He's just a big, strong, hairy dude mm -hmm. that doesn't know much. Uh, but in between little segments of sentences to Elizabeth, he he buries his head on Mean Gene and kind of wipes his sweaty head on him. And you know he's he's just a humble, loving monster. <laughs> 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 You know, and the crowd fucking loves them, dude. Uh, you know, they are behind this, man. All right, so Macho's in the ring, ready to go. He's pissed, man. Uh, George makes his entrance. Wait, wait, wait. You, you forgot my favorite line oh, from I the did. entire I promo. Did. All right, so George, you know, he's doing his thing, declaring how George win Elizabeth manager. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> And he runs off. He walk runs off, off home run. That was it. it was, he just won the World George, Series. Bye bye. George is out, man. He's ready to whoop some ass, dude. Um, so he makes his way out. He he kind of looks like a, a the typical British uh, pub soccer hooligan in his get up. The way he looks, if you saw him, you're like, oh man, that's what he looks like. He looks like he, something. Yeah. He, <laughs> and he gets to the ring and he, he takes his shirt off. You're like, wow, he has two shirts on. No, that's that's his body hair. <laughs> that's 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 what that is, right? You know you're hairy when you like shave and you have to shave down your entire neck. Yeah. And like around your collarbone. There's like yeah, there's like a, a hairy <laughs> neckline. There's like a hairy collar around. Yeah. Uh so they decide to place Elizabeth ringside in like a tennis, tennis what, judge. A judge yeah. chair. That's yeah. a, basically line what line judge. Yeah, it's basically what this is. So she's ringside in this chair. George says, fuck it, man. I'm going to Donkey Kong Elizabeth out of here. He goes for her again. And not before the bell even rings. Right. You have Macho Man off the top turnbuckle to the outside of the ring, 
to deliver one of his patented elbow drops right to him, dude. And this starts off the match. It's like, holy shit. This is 1987, man. He's going off the top. Yeah, 87. He's going off the top to the outside, dude. Like, it, it was... It was it was wonderful to see, man. And the crowd goes wild, dude. They they eat it up instantly. So Macho said, fuck this man. I'm putting this guy out. I'm taking my girl. I'm getting out of here, dude. <laughs> fuck you, you you hairy piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he bounces, dude. He's like he's going up the ring. Who's there to stop him? Ricky the dragon steamboat. Woo! Yeah. Dude, I guess he's befriended. This friendly hairy giant. <laughs> He's like, hey man, that's simple. My- a simple man. <laughs> He's a simple man. Uh, Steamboat it recognizes the sim- simplicities. You know, he, yeah. he embraces them. So uh, <laughs> he knows that he, just, he means well. Yeah, he means He's well. Just misunderstood. misunderstood. <laughs> yes, exactly. He may make you a a, a, a dish soap <laughs> sandwich or something. You know, but he. He, he didn't mean it to harm you. <laughs> no. He didn't know the peanut butter and jelly or thing. No. <laughs> Ricky says, hey, macho, you get the fuck <laughs> back in that ring before I sidestep kick you in the face. Uh, dude, Ricky looks like a million bucks. There's never a time Ricky does I, not look like a million bucks. I, I know, bucks. man. Like, Ricky's the greatest, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ricky just can his presence. Yeah. The crowd is so behind this, dude. There's just a, kind of like a tunnel of hands reaching into the runway. Uh, the crowd's eating it up, dude. Uh, they have a back and forth little standoff between Ricky and Macho that is, is amazing. And like you said, this leads up to WrestleMania three, the famous Ricky and um, and Savage bout. Right. So a lot of foreshadowing, man. Just a great story being told. So he gets him back to the ring. He's like, I'm gonna have to go against this brute. <laughs> and right off the bat, we just get some simple. <laughs> Axe chops, you know, a little face clawing. At one point, uh, George Animal still goes for the turnbuckle, but not in the sense you usually see where they just kind of take it off. Right, not like he a Toro Yano. biting it, where he actually pulls the stuffing out, and he's eating it, throwing it everywhere. Mike, what do you think the macros of the... Uh, <laughs> the calorie content. What, what are the macros of, of a turnbuckle? Uh, well, it depends on what the, the foam or the, the stuffing's made out of. That was 1987 foam. So, so it's so some asbestos. asbestos. <laughs> it's asbestos. I mean, it could have been hemp. In that case, it's full of fiber. Um, okay. So those are, you know, insoluble, you know... <laughs> Carbohydrates. Are you telling me that George had a very regular bowel uh, system I mean, that, that because would, of this? That would grab it and, and send it down the line, man. Okay. But it's a great visual. I haven't <laughs> seen this before where someone actually ripped a turnbuckle pad open okay. like that. Yeah. And as he's doing it, man, you get a great move from Macho Man just doing this huge leaping knee to the back. It is great, man. And this leads to some just more simple wrestling, man. They're they're kind of having a standoff. Can but you still tell simple? Him- he keeps saying simple. George is a simple man, all right? <laughs> he's a simple. He's got a simple move set. Uh, and he's very hairy. <laughs> just got to slide off of him. Big, hairy, simple man. So we keep, see his couple uh, uh, body slams from Macho. We see like a, a face claw type uh, setup mm-hmm. from the both of them to give the crowd a break, get him into it, man. We see another uh, elbow drop off the top, but I like this because Macho has stunned George. He's getting up as he drops the elbow. So it's right. kind of like to his head as he stands yeah, up. Yeah, it was good. It was great. It was awesome. Um, 
at one point, uh, George throws Macho over the top rope, where actually he kind of hits the stairs a little bit. He takes a hard bump, uh, which is great. Um, so Macho, he's like, man, I'm, I'm getting beat up. I can't take this guy head on. I've got to beat him somewhere. Some, some, he's, he's a dummy. He's, he's not very bright. So I think I can outsmart him, right? So at one point, he throws uh, old George out of the ring. He's got uh, Elizabeth out of the way because he's trying to steal her again. Mm-hmm. Macho delivers an axe handle to the back, putting him out into the guardrail on the outside of the ring. He takes the fucking uh, judge chair right. and throws it on top of him. Uh, he's got some great awareness. He hops back in the ring real quick to count out George the Animal Steel. Counts him out. DQ. Macho wins. But George is not having this, dude. No. He, he picks that up. He throws it right back in the ring, Terry Funk style. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing. And uh, I, I kind of love this uh, this spot here where you have a DQ, but the person that's DQ'd jumps back in the ring and just starts beating the shit out of the winner. Yeah. Which is what we have here. It tells a great story. You know, uh, he, he beats Macho Man up, throws him over the top rope, steals his belt. He's like... I may not have the woman, but I got your belt, motherfucker. <laughs> it's shiny. I got it. I, it's shiny. I love it. Do you he know? also grabs a poster of Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> and he's he's hugging the poster and the belt, and he's like, ah! <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking at the moment. But. Do you uh, do you think George got counted out because he simply couldn't count? Oh. Maybe the ref did count him out pretty quick. <laughs> do you know what? Uh, one of the, the the things that I, I find the best about George the Animal Steel, George was also a PE teacher when he was not wrestling. So he was a PE really? like he, it is a famous thing that he was somebody's PE teacher. So I, I don't know how you would explain this kayfabe wise. Like, why are you so like? <laughs> why are you so? I was said it. <laughs> Why would you get into the ring? You're so different. Or he just he's a PE teacher and he just taught PE like that. Yeah. Uh, Imagine George Animal Seal t- teaching you sex ed. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Time for beep test. Why is your mouth green? <laughs> Y'all remember the beep test? That was the worst. Yes. Why was that the worst? Raise your hand. I liked it. Uh, because my fat ass. No, no, no. You you would have to like. Between you'd run back and forth oh, between the that. beeps. Oh, no. the circuit shit. It was awful. Never to do that. I did learn the electric slide though. Yeah, you did a Tybo once with, with with Billy Blake. Not uh, with him. But we, we watched him. We did the boot scootin' boogie. Of course you did. <laughs> in, in my school. Of course you. Did. We line danced in PE class. My uh, my favorite thing in PE class was playing hockey. Because I went to a school with a very diverse uh, group of individuals, and some of those guys, really good athletes, had no idea how to play hockey. No, yeah, I, I don't know how to play hockey. No, it's just fun. I, hockey was not a thing here in North Carolina. Nope. I miss gym class. I, I do too. Simpler Same. times. Simpler times. Jail ball, man. That's my favorite. What was? Jail ball. What is jail ball? You never played jail ball before? Is it like, it's like dodgeball? It's like dodgeball with a three-pointer like, that gets people out of jail. Exactly. All right. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Not a three-pointer, but a, 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 a half-court free shot. throw. Yeah. Something like that. Speaking of simple, give me your haiku. <laughs> yeah, it is simple this week. <laughs> oh man, I have several opening lines. I'm trying to decide between the three opening lines I have, but the only one that fits will be this. Okay. Macho won't be cucked. <laughs> 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 All right, Owen wins. 
That one wins. Elizabeth, manager. Someone shaved that man. <laughs> it is a WWE storyline. Vince loves cuck lines. Oh, yeah, he does. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, that's it. That, that's it for this week. Uh, so we got... We, <laughs> We've got, what, Royal Rumble coming up. We're going to... Dude, yeah. A couple weeks. But we, we, we still have to figure out some way to kind of incorporate hosses into that because this is Haas month. Speaking of hosses, my, my, I, get, I get my tattoo. I'm excited, man. That guy's going to get to tattoo my hots of a leg. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week's episode of $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Thank you for listening once again. Uh, Cookie, you want to you wanna sing us out? American Mills, American Mills. Psych, get that shit out of here. Can you dig it, sucker? Da 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 da